This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Cruciola, and me, Amanda Smith. Hello out there, disaster divas. Here I am. It's your co-host, Jordan Cruciola. And it's me, Amanda Smith. And we are not alone in the room today. We have a treasured guest. Treasured guest, please introduce yourself. Hello, I am Bilga Ibiri, a film critic for New York Magazine and Vulture. Returning guest. <laughs> One of... Yeah. Yes. Returning guest, previously with us for... It was Greenland. Yeah, Greenland. Greenland. I want to say, why do I want to say the wave? Greenland, the movie. It was was the movie everyone needs to see. Yes, the much maligned. It's prestige. It's prestige. Jerry Butler. It is one of the best roles Marina Bukharin has ever been given. Uh, I'm such a believer in that movie. Yeah, and I Bilga is is one of the best and one of my favorite film writers. Bilga has the respect for action cinema and the stunts that occur in them that they deserve. I am so glad to have you back on the show. I'm yeah. very happy to be here, and I'm, I'm very happy uh, about the movie we're talking about. The, as you described, Cocaine Bear is a movie, and we are indeed talking about a movie today. With <laughs> yeah, Cocaine that was Bear. that was the headline to your review mm-hmm. on Vulture was Cocaine Bear is definitely right. a movie. And yeah. I were say, you like, when going George- into oh. it, were you like, maybe this isn't a movie? And were you then surprised to see that it was? Uh, you know, that's a great question. I, I went into it thinking, I, 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 let me say it this way. I went into it hoping it was a movie, mm. but dreading that perhaps it would not be a movie. Uh, because uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I knew people who had seen it, and, and many of them had been like, oh, God, this is terrible. And and then a couple had been like, hell yeah, Cocaine Bear, I saw it, uh-huh. that's a movie. And and there was a part of me that's like, <laughs> everybody who like actually kind of takes movies seriously seems to dislike this movie. And then everybody who's just like, I'll go see anything called Cocaine Bear is like, yeah, this is yeah. great. Um, so then there was a part of me that's like, okay, maybe it's not a movie, maybe it's just a concept. Um, and I kind of prepared <laughs> myself for that. And and it is like mostly a concept, but it's still a movie. Mm-hmm. And and I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. So, you know, I was very um, pleased. I was very pleased that it was a movie and not just yeah, a joke. I was, you know? I was very, I was, I'm so glad, like, this is a, this is a theater experience. You watch Kill Game Bear at home, of course, but like, I, this is really built to be shared with the public. Yeah. Me and Amanda got to go to like one of those couple days in advance, like press screenings together. And it was a crowd that was so yeah. down for what was happening. Yeah. It was a perfect environment. It was, yeah, it's funny. Carrie Russell, I read an interview with Carrie Russell. Um, I think that was on Vulture. And she specifically says, like, this is not a sit in your house movie. This is a see uh-huh. it with people movie. She described that she was watching it with Margot Martindale and with her <laughs> husband, Matthew. And she was just like, they were slapping each other as it was going down. Because, like, it's, that's the experience of watching it, is seeing other people's reactions and feeding off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it was, 
it's necessary to see it with people. Yeah, I think. And I, I feel like it also points to something that has happened in our or something that's happened in our culture. That, that, that mm-hmm. sounds that sounds way too serious. I, I I don't mean to make it sound like something <laughs> bad has happened. <laughs> no, in our we culture. are the prestige. Yeah. We are the prestige <laughs> disaster movie podcast. Like, well, the thing clear. that I I was thinking of was there's you know a certain type of movie that. I think in many ways now inhabits like the the VOD realm, uh, mm-hmm. maybe right. even the, yes. not so much the streaming realm because weirdly streaming has become more of a prestige area because of all the big companies doing it. But like, right. I, I was this is not a disaster movie, but I was I was recently watching um oh god uh, Accident Man, <laughs> um, I, yeah fuck yeah, yeah Scott Adkins uh, picture and and. You know, and it's such a VOD movie in so many ways. But as I was yeah. watching it, it just felt so sad that I was like sitting in my house watching this thing. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this like yeah. you, you have to see this with an audience. Like, you, you can't yeah. watch this at home. Yeah. That's that's like sad. Um, and Cocaine Bear is like one of those films. Like it, it's the kind of thing like that kind of really sort of unhinged, gonzo, silly, like goofy high concept somewhat ironic but just like full of just like uh-huh. cheesy yeah. crazy surreal thrills thing <laughs> people think of that as a vod thing but i think we're sort of in the realm where i would actually much rather watch that on a big screen than mm-hmm. yeah tar. <laughs> you know, like, i like tar. tar tar is great but like yeah. i can enjoy tar at all but that I totally, feel like yeah, I kind of yeah. want to see i, I want to sit there in a room full of people who are like what the fuck is happening you know um and yeah yeah you need to have the communal experience to a degree like that there's something very it it, it's almost going back to the original idea of movies that like it was an event that you went and you saw it with other people and the audience reacted and it was such a thing and we so rarely get that it's the cinema of attractions right that's the whole idea you know it's like (laughs) you went to the movies to see spectacle but also you know uh, a bear will do cocaine and you will see it you know like that kind of thing (laughs) Well, I think that's. I mean, I, I, I'm that... gonna very quickly quote from the poster that I made for <laughs> that, that for a cocaine bear, which is: "We come to this place for magic, to laugh, to cry, to watch a bear do cocaine, and then collapse on Alden Arinch's prone body. Prone body. His prone body. I, the prone and body is, is the real clincher there. That's why we go to the movies. Yeah. Like Nicole Kidman's right. This is the magic of theater. Well, in I think that I, I like evoking. I like evoking older cinema in this situation because like there's this. There's the kind of like the sort of high snobriety sort of drumbeat of film talk that's like, you know, everything's IP now, everything's sequels, cinema's dead. Like, obviously, the mid-budget movie is in dire straits. Like, there, there's just, but there's, and and this notion that there's only sort of garbage peddled by studios, the studio pablum that comes out, and everything else is like shunted off mm-hmm. into a video on-demand platform. And like, yes, the theaters are struggling, but like Nickelodeons and like dime double features. These were not all class act films. Like these were like, there was plenty, there has been so much shit pervade during the golden age of cinema that was just meant to like fill that double, double feature slot in the matinee, how like in the matinee show, like cinema at the, at the theater, like the, like there has been cashing in, on sensation and spectacle that was like William Castle's yeah. whole fucking thing forever forever and I think something like this to me sort of 
fills the takes the mantle of something like that William Castle spectacle cinema where it's like, what if it's in 60 <laughs> and it's smellow vision? Like this is just that kind of and we look back on that kind of thing as like kitschy, but with the sort of fond recollection of like, ah, remember when the when the pictures were an event. But now something like Cocaine Bear gets like, you know, this sort of 2023ification of like, oh, it's just a meme movie. It's that, that, that. It's like, yeah, basically meme movies have always existed. Movies you guys, created memes. Like, like, you know, like movies predate memes. memes. Like they were the original memes, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, oh. the, those, like the short Edison films and things like that. that they, that's, uh-huh. you know, before there was visual culture, movies were visual culture. Like that's. It's it all comes down to that. Well, like something like Voyage yeah. to the Moon, like a, a crucial a crucial film, Georges Millet, like breakthroughs in right. visual effects. But like that look, that is something that is like made for the spectacle of yeah. wonder. Like, oh my God, there's like a spaceship in the eye of a full moon. That's crazy. Yeah. Like these things are meant to get people buzzing and people talking. And maybe we weren't dealing with bears on cocaine then. We were just giving cocaine to well, people in the, hospitals. They, 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 they the were time. electrocuting yeah. elephants for for movies. You know, I mean, that's so. <laughs> well, I mean, I so, think like, there's a yeah. version where, like, Paul, F- dedicated listener Paul Feig could very <laughs> easily have come onto any of our the episodes that he's guested on and said, I remember my friends and I were so excited to see Cocaine Bear yeah. in the theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you talked is... to him about the movies that he grew up going to yeah. see, like the sci fi anything in a theater. Was, like, yeah. Came came on and talked about like a 1950s end of the world picture that was like one of the first disaster movies. And that was when he would just go see any bullshit because it was a sci-fi movie in the theaters. It was a paperback pulp story coming to life. How old is Paul Feig? (laughs) 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 He mostly talked about about the 70s. We got a lot of earthquake. You know, he talked about sea stuff earthquake in theaters. Yeah, like all, but all of these. They're all ca- like the indie wire calling cocaine bear a cash grab was so absurd to me as a concept My because God. it's like what one what about cocaine bear sounds like that's going to be an expanded universe that we're going to make a lot of money on going up against Ant-Man and Quantumania like that's and, 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 you're dumping it in February this is an absurd statement but also these movie the cash the idea of the spectacle cash grab mid budget absurd movie is it's been around for decades. This is nothing new. And it's a strong and, quite frankly, important tradition that allows us to get things like yeah. Tommy. Well, uh, 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 <laughs> and Mania is the cash grab. Like, I mean, if, if, if we're talking right. cash grab, Mania is... I believe your title for that review was, yes, this is a it cry was. for help. No, and, yeah. and Mania <laughs> is, I mean, that's a movie... That uh, and and you know I mean Vulture did a, a thing on it. Chris Lee did a reported piece on it, talking to like yeah. VFX mm-hmm. people who worked on that movie, and mm-hmm. people were About miserable so on the film. I mean, yeah. that was very much a awful. we are going to put this piece of shit in theaters, and we are going to make like uh, two hundred million dollars, <laughs> op- you know, opening week, and then we are going to get yeah. the yep. fuck out of Dodge because it stinks, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like that that's a, a movie cash that grab. That was anticipating yeah. the drop. Oh yeah, off. that was a cash yeah. grab. I mean, Cocaine Bear is. I mean, yeah, maybe one. Maybe in like the seventies, Cocaine Bear would have been a cash grab, but, but Cocaine Bear <laughs> was not a sure thing. Like it's. I mean, it's a, like a no. ironic no. cash grab. Like it's cash grab is maybe <laughs> sort of a, you know, like a graphic design concept. But there's there was no guarantee that Cocaine Bear was going to make any money. It doesn't even really have big stars. Oh, in, absolutely. You know? I mean, like I. 
we walked out of that movie and one one of the first things that we said to each other was we turned to each other and we're like we're so glad Bill is going to be <laughs> because yes we're very glad he's the perfect person who will understand this like he will get this movie this is great but then too it was oh my god this movie's gonna make so much more money than they think because the long tail of it as people say no it's a really good time that's gonna be the key here this is one of those movies that once you actually realize it's more than a, you know the way that snakes on a plane was a title with kind of a mediocre mm-hmm. film this is the opposite it's a title with a surprisingly strong film on the back behind yeah, it better movie than too that like it uh i feel oh, like you should you can't you can't underestimate like it's 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 surprising to me how quickly people will go to a position of underestimating just like the people making it are actually serious about making a movie that that works like yeah. that elizabeth banks like the implication being that elizabeth banks was just showing up and fucking off every day and not trying she didn't put any effort in in pre-production she didn't have like a conceit she didn't have a take as a director that she was just like yeah i'm just here to get my check when she's like in hollywood reporter talking about how like no my bet with this movie was that like if it doesn't fly like my filmmaking my directing career might be over like this could be it for me so like this is and like she got a murderer's row ensemble cast doing little perfect jobs in every one of their their specific roles it's like no these are these are hitters who have showed up here to like have fun and they didn't have to they didn't have to take cocaine bear to fucking embarrass themselves like they took cocaine bear because they clearly saw something enough in the script to be like you know what let's have a good time with elizabeth for a while and make some fun i mean she like resurrected alden aaron reich's career i mean you know i yeah completely yeah like right. this is this is like that and yeah. I, I, I i've liked him hey I, I was one of the people who liked solo but um i was one of the people who liked beautiful oh, right. fucking yeah, yeah. creatures so like give me all but, but like he right. Like this is the best he's been, and and that's yeah. something a brilliant use yeah. of him. Like <laughs> it was the pairing of him and O'Shea is fucking inspired. Yeah, it really was. Like <laughs> O'Shea has such a he's got such a perfect demeanor throughout this movie of like just kind I wasn't of wasn't even supposed to yeah. be here. Yeah, today, the, he has of. the I wasn't even supposed to be here today, but then the also the but if I'm gonna do this job, I'm gonna do it fucking yeah. right. Which we don't often get that combination of personality type. We don't normally get the I wasn't supposed to be here combined with this is my job and I'm going to be good at it. Mm-hmm. And combined with the sad sack that is Alden Ehrenreich <laughs> is just fucking like, <laughs> one of the things that's so compelling about this movie is that normally there's one plot line that when you have multiple threads, there's normally like one thread where you're like, man, do we have to go back yeah. to these people? Right. And, with this, <laughs> and most of the time it's the kids and- in this oh case, man, kids these kids, these disaster kids. <laughs> kids I, are... I'm going to go on a limp. I think that Elizabeth Banks might be the best director of child actors since Steven Spielberg. Okay, that like, might I'm be not, a little. Even... We'll see about that. No, I think I think she gives, if she continues to have the, like if she can keep directing kids the way she directed them in this without making them precocious, without making them like where they can say adult dialogue without sounding like you put peanut butter in their mouth like spoonfuls of cocaine is is truly (laughs) hilarious i think she that did it for me i know we were both losing it with those kids just when when the when the daughter was like oh 
if you've done it, then eat it. And nothing, like, I, I think Amanda will attest to it, like, that actually nothing made me cringe harder. Not yeah. any act no. of violence in that movie made me curl up the way watching a child consume a spoonful of cocaine. You really, like, you, I, I've never seen you react to anything on, and you are someone who watches a lot of horrifying stuff. Yeah, for some and reason, I was the like, hard no. for you was a mess. <laughs> no! You did, you did actively yell no, and you, like, curled up a little in your seat. It was, what? I've never seen you react to anything like so that. So the cocaine using, perhaps, public that I'm talking to, I don't know, like now or previously, what would eating that much cocaine do? Like, you would die. Would you die? Is that is that what you like, would die? Yeah. Okay. These kids would be like feeling it kind of hard, wouldn't they? I mean, the thing is, is that they spit it. Like, fortunately, they both spit it out. But just going off of but, the- But like, if you eat a spoonful of flour, only so much of that can come out of your mouth. It's coating. Well, that's means why- It's a powder. You've got to swallow it. They that's why Henry was tweaking a little bit. <laughs> Like Henry, they like, both start tweaking like, a little, and that's like it, they weren't like sampling a little. It was like a, it was whole a tablespoon spoon it was of a, cocaine off oh, the knife. God. It was great shit. It, it, it was. I, I did one of the things that I kept thinking about while watching the movie was like, is this scene meant for people who would know what would happen to somebody if they ate cocaine, or for people who would? Yeah, I, I was wondering. The I don't same. know, and I was assuming, oh, that, yeah. that's a terrible thing to do to eat cocaine. So, so it's like I'm extra like <laughs> terrified at what I'm seeing. But I, you know, I, I don't know. Like, uh, the thing I remember from movies and shows is like cops would always like put their finger in it and then like yeah, do, rub it on their your, teeth. Yeah. And I was like, what does that's, that do? That's what, so I thought it was like, <laughs> is it good for your teeth? Dusting those no, yeah, they rub on the their guns. mouths. And this was like, wait, this is all of the cocaine <laughs> in their mouths. So I don't do cocaine, but just knowing like it's the gums are sort of, it's similar. It, it's an easy access to mm. the bloodstream. Same as like your okay. nasal passages have the okay. reason that you snort it is because it's the easy access to the, you know, to your bloodstream. So you get it gotcha. in faster. So that's what you do with the gums, too. So that's why those kids were lightly tweaking. Um, but much like, you know, but I, the movie did a nice job of making sh- it clear that doing cocaine's only cool if you're a bear. You know, <laughs> the movie does make true. it very clear so that it's, true. cocaine is bad if you're not a bear. And if you're a bear or a bear cub, totally fine as long as you're killing bad people. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's, you know, I think that's a responsible message because... Most bears aren't seeing movies, so we don't have to worry about the dare component on that. And then yeah. if you're bringing your small children to see Cocaine Bear, they've now seen they should not eat a mouthful of cocaine because both of the kids spit it out saying it tasted bad. <laughs> problem solved. <laughs> Great yeah, anti-cocaine yeah. propaganda. They, the the, the Hayes Code office is happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, yeah, I took my son to see because he... he I mean, he saw the trailers and he was just like, we're seeing Cocaine Bear, right? I'm like, yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What, do, what do the teens think he of He thought cocaine it was hilarious. Bear? He loved it. Um, right. Um, Good generation. Yeah, you know, they think. Okay. Wait, is he Gen Alpha or is he Gen Z? Because I learned what about Gen f- Alpha. Okay. I'm very happy to hear that there is a Gen Alpha because part of me was like, wait, we've gotten to the end of the alphabet with the generations. Does we that got to the mean end. anything? And I'm happy to see that we're now. No, I. Oh, we're just Good. starting over. Now. A so friend of mine's like now. stepchild is ten, and I was like, "Wait a minute, is she a Gen Z?" And she's like, "No, she's the next one. She's Gen Alpha." Interesting. I was like, 
what I loved knowing about that there's a Gen Alpha is that like I have no I feel no sense of competition with the other generations. I'm a fan of the youth, <laughs> yeah. but I love like knowing that they drag anybody who's like older than 25 for being old. I love hearing about a Gen Alpha because I'm like, ha time's coming for you too, fuckers. Fuckers <laughs> yeah. time's all. coming for the Zoomers. For the Zoomers, <laughs> the Zoomers are about to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> before they've even gone to college. <laughs> um, exactly. I, I love knowing that they're on the precipice of, irre- precipice yeah. of relevance already. Like, oh, yeah. ha-ha, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's coming for them, just like just like they came for us. Like, just exactly. you can just feel them. It's it's very much like the all about And that's something we can you. have in common I will say this. Too. I will yeah. say this. As a, as a paid and full member of Generation X, I do feel like <laughs> yeah. we invented the concept of generational warfare. Um, but... I, I think I would. Well, I actually, would totally actually the, boomers did. the boomers, the, the boomers, boomers created did because it. the boomers are spending their entire lives just yeah. living in the shadow of their parents. Like that. The, the boomers created that. the I, idea of generational warfare between two generations. I think Generation X okay. kind of created the the concept of warring between among all generations. Right. <laughs> and, 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 was this a play for Gen X yeah, relevance? Because what I hear about Gen X is that they're constantly like we just hated everybody. You know, we hated everything. Our thing was <laughs> our thing was that you can see that. Yeah, because the boomers yes. whole thing was we're going to make the world a better place initially. Not anymore. Right. <laughs> Not anymore. But back then, back yeah, in the 60s, themselves. like when they were like, we're going to fix everything. <laughs> and they didn't. Uh, and, and but then like. Generation X, by that point, you know, once we come up, come around, we're so cynical about this whole thing. Plus, there are fewer of us. Because the thing to remember is that mm-hmm. millennials and gen uh, and, and boomers are huge generations, and Generation X is that yes. little, you know, sliver yeah. of people on the middle. It's a boutique, we're a boutique generation, generation really. but also, but also, we're we're <laughs> like, you know, we're like the we were like the middle child, and it was just like. Fuck you and fuck you and 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 fuck, and fuck the ones before you too, you know. And and so I feel like everybody has kind of like, you know, sort of assumed our sensibility with that. So I'd like to think that that our our influence continues. Oh, absolutely! It, yeah. you, it's highly high. The the, the legacy yeah. grows. The influence builds. Yeah, now, I could, as a yeah, generation oh, sorry, alpha, Amanda. I could absolutely see generation alpha just being like being another gen gen X of just being like fuck all of you, like. You're coming of age yeah. in this? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, they're going to all be like... And their whole thing is going to be like, none of you are dying. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, like, yeah. They, probably what all the these fuck? fucking drugs to make people live forever and nobody's dying and we can't get any jobs. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, Gen- Generation Alpha is going to be bitter as shit. How do you, how, as a, as a critic who, like, where does this sort of, where for you in, in like the, the broad consumption that you have to do as a critic, like, you know, we talk about like the, the winds of, of Hollywood and Mm -hmm. trends and things like does watching, what does watching something like Cocaine Bear portend for you in terms of like maybe Mm. the mid budget movie or maybe the, the like the level of achievement we can have for a like sure. meme movie. Cause I, I think two movies actually this year in Megan and yes. cocaine bear yeah. were something where inherently in their conceit, when the trailers came out, people went, this is going to be so fucking stupid. Yeah. I can't wait. Whereas I saw the Megan trailer and was like, this is going to be so fucking awesome. And I cannot wait. And with cocaine bear, it was like, listen, swing big yeah. and I'll be happy. So like, I, I want to talk to you about sort of like the, 
the put down mm-hmm. culture around things like this as though they are inherently less than, but then they like are actually good and people, it, it seems like there's a, con- there in the, the processing of it seems sort of broken. People want to see this kind of stuff. I mean, I, I just, you know, it's, well, I mean, like the thing we were talking about earlier of, you, you don't want to see this kind of stuff at home. You know, it's, it's, it, there's a, yeah, there's yeah. a silliness to it. Not an unintentional silliness. I mean, there's a conscious silliness to it that is that is designed to be enjoyed by a group of people enjoying a thing which is silly and funny. Like yeah. it's yeah. so obviously something that you should do in the group, right? And and I think that yeah. I mean, others have said this too. I, I think especially post pandemic, the thing that happened that, that I was hoping would happen which is that I think people would reconnect with the idea of being with other people. Right. Because mm-hmm. there was really um, a sense, especially at the start of the pandemic, people are, well, everything's been trending towards everybody being at home, everybody being on their devices, everybody streaming stuff. Mm-hmm. And now we're here. Now we're here. And this is never going to change. And from now on, we're just going to be at home watching Netflix. And yeah. that's just going to be the way life is for the, <laughs> for the rest of our, for the rest of eternity. And, 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 you know, a lot of people were like, oh, wait, that sounds horrible. And especially after we did it for like a few months or a year or two years or whatever. Yeah. People were like, I don't ever want to do this again. Um, and, and I think that there has been, you know, a, a reclamation, uh, um, a rediscovery of the idea that like, there's this whole world where you can go out and do things. And, and, uh, and mm-hmm. I know that sounds yeah. silly to talk about like, going to the movie theater is like going out and seeing the world. It's not like you can go hiking. Uh, you can you know, go see other countries and like visit, you know, Milan cathedral or something, but you can also go to, you know, a shitty multiplex and but watch. For Megan. Recessionistas yeah. Like yeah, no, sure, yeah. That is going oh, yeah, to absolutely, see the absolutely. world. But, but also like, but that's part of it too. Like that's the thing. I think once upon a time, nobody would have thought of going to the movie theater as like getting out and seeing the world. But because we've become yeah. so kind of cloistered in our own little worlds and in our own little heads with our devices and everything, and now it uh-huh. is. Like, that, like, oh yeah, go see yeah. the world. You know, go to the Alamo and, and catch, you know, cocaine bear. Like, like that's <laughs> part of experiencing life now, which is okay, you know. I mean, Walter Benjamin would have had a conniption fit at that, but that's okay. Yeah, we're living in 2023, <laughs> man. <laughs> this is, this is high travel. <laughs> Go see Cocaine Bear. <laughs> you know, taking the sights. <laughs> I, I really, I really appreciated the violence. Oh of yes, Cocaine Bear. I, I really like. This is a movie where you like. Listen, I know so, like you get a PG thirteen out there to get a bigger audience, and then you get like a like Megan was PG thirteen. It's R rated, uncut release will be coming on the Blu ray kind of situation. I'm really glad they let like this is a. It is a joyful fact that this is a mid-budget R-rated oh, yeah. movie. Yeah. That, I believe, is what they call movies yeah. for grown-ups <laughs> in certain circles. And, like, that's like, shit, man, that's some 1997 cinema right there. That's a lost yeah. art form. And I was, I loved seeing Jesse Tyler Ferguson have hang, up, hang upside down being exsanguinated through his foot. With a bear just eating him from the legs. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing about it that, that I think, you know, once upon a time, obviously, you know, we had the, you know, the exploitation movie concept and the B movie concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what often happened, especially with B movies, 
um, which is like, you know, the stuff in the 50s and 60s is that very often mm. they didn't actually deliver on anything they promised, right? They had zero budget. <laughs> yeah. And so you'd be like, this is going to be like teen motorcycle sex movie. And that's like the poster and that's the trailer. <laughs> and you go and it's like fucking Jack Nicholson talking for an hour and a half, you know? Um, <laughs> because they don't have a budget for anything. It's it, a it, Sundance no, I mean, movie. It's, it's not even a Sundance, but it's like there's, there'll be like some like, you know, um, previously shot footage of like a motorcycle for like five minutes. It's like yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> Roger Corman movies were like this, and God love Roger Corman right, movies. Right. Like it was all about promising a concept, but then giving you like a hangout picture. And sometimes the performances were good, and the stuff they talked about was interesting. So you didn't. Like, that's what I mean. Death Proof is a is a is an homage to that stuff, right? You're like it's Death Proof, and then right, like yeah. the first hour is just them hanging out at a bar talking. Yeah. It's just them hanging. Like Death Proof isn't Grindhouse. The Grindhouse double is in fact the Grindhouse right, right. triple. It's Planet Terror, and then parts one yeah. and two of Death Proof. One yeah. of my favorite Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, and, and that, but, but like that's but that was always the concept behind the exploitation movie, which is it never actually gave you the thing it was promising you. And that was that was another thing I was worried about with Cocaine Bear because I, I went in going, okay, I'm seeing it. It's called Cocaine Bear. I've seen the trailers. Everybody's talking about the, the bear that does cocaine, and I'm like, I'll be so pissed yeah. if this is like there's like five minutes of a cocaine bear. That was the big danger in it. Like, that was the big, the big danger of it was that it's, it was going to be like, you know, Carrie Russell and Matthew Rees just like walking around, you know, for an hour and a half. And, and like the, the second that Matthew Rees like dies in the first minute of the movie, I was like, oh, hell yes, here we go. Um, and, and, uh, and yeah, and it was like, it gave, and I said this in my review, it does not skimp on the cocaine or the bear or the bear with yeah, the cocaine. Yeah. Like it is, so much of that so it's like you can like it you can dislike it but the filmmakers nobody can say to the filmmakers you did not deliver on a cocaine bear yeah well, that, that's part of the challenge of 2014 right. godzilla is that like good picture though it is you get about 10 minutes of kaiju i hate in that it. movie yeah <laughs> i, hate I don't that like movie. it and partly like because movie. it has like five minutes of kaiju in it like it's like uh, yeah yeah and right. there and it's like half of it is the mutos it's like yeah. not even fucking godzilla I mean, the the thing that we've always, as we, because we watch a lot of the made-for-TVs, we, ma we watch a lot of the really low-budget stuff, and the biggest crime that these low-budget movies make, the biggest mistake they make is that they're like, well, we're just not going to give you any of this crappy yeah. CGI animal. Yeah. And, or bad, you know, tornadoes or whatever. They never show enough of it, and you kind of feel like it's because they're almost hiding how bad their graphics are when it's like no just give us the really crappy graphics in abundance give us the it, like no one goes to golden corral because they're like this is going to be such good food at the buffet they we know what we're getting into yeah and yeah what's yeah. amazing about cocaine bear is how good the cocaine yeah. bear looks they did such a nice like they could have so easily not bothered to make the bear look bearish or you know made it look like a god and when we saw well not the rogue um Idris Elba the fights the lion. Beast. E beast. Yeah. Oh, In yeah. Beast, we're like, the lion, it looks, it doesn't look good. But beyond that, it also doesn't really look like mm. a lion. It looks like Scar <laughs> from The Lion King, which is, they've turned the lion into a character, into like a cartoon character, not into, this is a lion who happens to be whatever f feralness this lion is. And so it's like, with bear, with the bear and cocaine bear, they did a great job of making it look good, making it look like a fucking bear. And not like a, you know, a bear with human eyes or a bear that's more gnarled than it needs to be to make it look scarier. They just made a bear. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and, and then they I gave will us always, a ton of it. I will always opt for, I don't care how shitty your effects are. Yeah. You're a disaster movie. You better give me those goddamn disaster yeah. animals. Yeah. Like one of our one of our favorite recent watches for me in the disaster pod is Ice Spiders. I, yes. About spiders in a test facility that are sprung out and they're, and very they're large. in a mountain area. <laughs> they're like six feet across. Building they're ice spiders. And there are so many shots of the ice spiders. And this is like practically fucking super nintendo level graphics like these things are bad but we get like whole wide shots of like half a dozen ice spiders picking people (laughs) off on the bunny hill on the snow slopes and they're just like terrible effects and i am so happy every time we see them because you give me what you the movie is called ice spiders there better be ice spiders. The movie is called Cocaine Bear. There better be a bear doing copious amounts of cocaine. And like fucking yeah, it delivered, man. God, when the bear when they're in, when they're in that standoff situation and the bear gets the bag of cocaine and flops onto his back. Yeah. And then just inches on his back toward Alden. Yeah. Fucking best I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, best picture right now. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me you gave me so much in just one frame. Like we didn't need any, we didn't need this moment and you gave it to us anyway. And it's fucking great. And we get well, to and watch then it this even bear gives us, charmingly inch on his back. It gives us cocaine yes. cubs. Oh, the cocaine It even is like, cubs. hey, you didn't have enough of the bear. Look at here's the cocaine, cocaine cubs. And the fact that they were eating, eating a guy's <laughs> innards. Like I thought that was great. It actually. And, the, and that, like, at Brooklyn Prince is like, oh, yeah, don't worry, yeah. they're harmless. Like, she's just been hanging out with the yeah. cocaine I, I did. That's the other thing I, I liked about the film, which is that it 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 kind of gave you different types of action horror. A lot of my friends yeah. who, who weren't fans of the film, they, you know, they loved the, the ambulance chase. And they were like, sure, if only the rest of the movie had been like that. And I, I get that criticism. And maybe, I mean, look. If if the rest of the movie like is like that, we're talking like Fury Road. Like that's that, that's yeah. the that's thing. That's what I like. The, some of the there, some of the I saw some feedback that was like there was it's... not enough craziness and like it didn't go hard enough. And it was kind of like, well, that's just like a different movie though. Like that's like that's like an uh, that, like George Miller or like a Greg McLean movie, like some fucking wild Australian. This like this just isn't the movie that I feel like it's judging it against a different kind of movie than it was even exactly trying I mean, to be. it's like I can mm-hmm. imagine a world in which a movie like that exists and and rules sure but like yeah this is not that movie and and this movie does give no. give us no. I think is really entertaining like the the scene with the two with with them up the two trees that you were just talking about oh, that's God. delightful the bear landing at all the air right that's delightful the cocaine the cocaine cubs delightful like you know, I mean, this is a yeah, you yeah. know, this is a movie where when we first meet Alden Aaron, right, he's like sitting in a bar, drowning his sorrows in a plate of penne, like you know, buttered yeah. noodles, seemingly dry yeah. penne. No I sauce. Have to assume it was buttered noodles, like a big adult. I just like that's <laughs> actually, I mean, the the Matthew Reese dying in the opening scene was great, but that was also when I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be good. Like this is a good, this is a good yeah. bit here, you know. That as a back-to-back establishing of like what the movie is, it's like here's coked out Matthew Reese who knocks himself unconscious after he's throwing cocaine out of a uh, an airplane, and then we're gonna cut to saddest sack <laughs> of all, Alden Ehrenreich. 
Like, it's like, oh, here is the the dazzling tapestry of what this movie is going to be. And then it gives you the, I really like the opening, like, mother-daughter yeah. exchange between Carrie Russell yeah. and Brooklyn Prince. I, that, to me, that, like, established their dynamic from the get-go. And I was like, I know this mother-daughter situation. Like, this is a single mom doing her best. And, like, she's, like, kind and she, and she does, like, pay attention to her child. But she's also, like, not really seeing how her relationship with this new guy is affecting. And it was, like... I feel like I know so much yeah. about them already. And like the yeah. casting for this movie Ray, is just great. So everybody fucking nails their Ray Liotta, the cocaine meme himself. Like, come wow. on. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. I was so, I am so happy that this, I would imagine is going to be like the last posthumous yeah. Ray Liotta picture to come out. And I, I think what a, what a tremendous note to go out on. It actually, people. yeah. I, I don't know if he has any others, but, but it is a good one. It's a good, it's a good, it's it's like it gives Ray Liotta a chance to be Ray Liotta right yeah. at the end there. He gets to have fun. He gets to build off of like the Ray Liotta, you know, you it, Ray when you cast Ray Liotta in this, you're doing it partly as the cliff notes of like this tells you everything you need to know yeah. about this character. Like there's yeah. a reason <laughs> yeah. in the same way that like casting character actress Margot Martindale <laughs> is sort of going to give you the is playing against yeah. the counter of her personal image, like you know, we're not used to seeing Margot Martindale being a horny ass woman who's wearing European who's wearing European uh-huh. perfume and like yeah, wants it's to European. bone Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Yeah. Like a clearly gay man. Yes. It, it like everything she's playing so against type and that's the fun of it. But Ray Liotta is just like he shows up on screen, you get the cliff notes, but on top of that, he's dressed in this film. <laughs> His costuming for this movie is so fucking fantastic and bananas. And it's just I, I I have to assume this man had a great time. I think they all had a great time. Have, it like, feels like it was a lot of I fun. Think to they make. all had a very good. Yeah, I think they all had a very good time making this movie. It just like Carrie I love seeing looked... the like like Sarah Paulson like posted on like I don't know if Sarah Paulson has any friends who are under sixty. <laughs> And sure. she like posted on Instagram. She was like, thanks so much to Elizabeth Banks for like for us getting together with our dear Margot Martindale. And it's like her, Holland Taylor, Allison Janney, Margot Martindale, two other women you would like definitely know because they've been in 600 movies. And it was like these w- look at these women all coming together because Margot came out to L.A. for her cocaine bear premiere. And here they are having a fun night post cocaine <laughs> bear. That's a great kind of occasion to see. Yeah. Amazing. Uh- you know, we know that she's That's, we know she's friends with one person who's under the age of sixty because she's friends with Pedro Pascal. Yeah, most notable. Well, yes, gay men and gay men and women over sixty, which is the equivalent of of so many <laughs> gay men. <laughs> women, women, glamorous women over sixty, it's, all of them with like deeply brimmed glasses. I just looking I love that, very smart. <laughs> I just love that that Margot Martindale took the film first and then got Carrie on board. Which is how that sequence. Oh, is that how that happened? That's how that happened. Is that Margot was in, and then Carrie was was offered it, and Margot. I got to like, assume any actor, if Margot Martindale was like, "Listen, I'm doing it," they'd yeah. be like, "Well, shit, if you're in." Especially because they've worked you're together. Margot Martindale. Like this was an Americans yeah. reunion, so there was no reason. <laughs> They're not... very close. Yes. Yeah. There's no reason for like her. It was Matthew, her, Margot Martindale in the '80s with a kid named Henry. It's basically <laughs> it's in the Americans expanded universe. You're right. This is this is this is Carrie Russell's character on a job. Yeah, like in deep cover. She, this could this could entirely be like an Earth Four situation where we deal with multiverses. <laughs> and then, like in the next Cocaine Bear, we're gonna find out that the Cocaine Bear in in the Americans universe was actually engineered by the Russians. Did they do it? 
and that's how I, we're they didn't do an Americans movie, did they? They didn't do that movie, and then the, the you know the yeah, movie. they haven't revisited okay. Americans yet. Which I'm I've I've uh, managed to spare myself spoilers for the Americans for all these years because damn it, one day yeah, I'm gonna watch that movie. The show. It's, I'm gonna watch I, I that watched show the first yeah. because it's right. Up I watched my the first alley. season and then like I sort of yeah. was like on my computer while my wife watched the second season and then I, I just never watched. Uh huh. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed what yeah, I saw. It's, it's that was basically my. Yeah. Path I can't believe I got out of Vulture without having the Americans spoiled for me. That's actually really impressive. Like that you managed. Yeah. So that, that's like managing to get working with Jen alone. <laughs> that should have made that impossible. It's well, I think like one of the advantages to the Americans is that when you unless you watch it, you don't understand what any of the spoilers would mean. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. there's so much like that's even having watched a season, like I'm kind of a little aware of what some of the spoilers mean, but also there's a degree to which I'm like, God, they've covered so much ground since and there's so much intrigue <laughs> and like subterfuge that all of these things don't mean anything anymore to me. So like <laughs> it's it's the same way that I feel whenever I like see a succession spoil like anything about succession. I'm just like, I don't Man, I can't. I can't keep track of who all these characters are, or why they mean. Yeah, sure, that happened. I don't know. Like, I'm totally spoiled on the end of the the most recent season, and it still means. That, that's the way I am with with most because I, I I'm I'm unable to watch yeah. a lot of TV just because I'm I'm too busy watching movies usually for work. But sure, I, I do right. not keep up with any TV, and usually, usually it's like you can't. There needs to be. There's so much context that's established first season that, like, <laughs> by the time they're getting yeah. heavy spoilers for a season three or season four, I'm like, I don't know who these people are. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. I don't even know what half <laughs> these words mean. The one, the one that yeah. can be spoiled, and I've never seen an episode of it, is like Game of Thrones because it's all about like, oh, this person is killed, <laughs> this person is beheaded. Yeah, per- yeah the journey yeah. and the journey is really yeah, the destination yeah. with Game of yeah. Thrones. And also anybody getting into that late sh- has every right to know okay, how it yeah. ends before deciding that oh, they yes. want to embark on it. So they they can have their moment where they're like, fucking who? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's an informed consent issue at this point. For yeah, sure. like I, I feel that way with certain like how I met your mother is an informed consent at this point of like, look, <laughs> you can start watching it, but I just want you to know in advance that the ending is going to be so permanently upsetting to you that it might ruin your entire experience previously. Are you ready to receive that information? Are you ready to receive? Are you are you in a safe place where you can receive this information? Yeah, that's like that should be how we couch certain movie or certain TV shows just because it's such a commitment combined with like it's such commitment with the expectation that they're going to be able to land that plane and then you don't yeah. expect that the plane is suddenly going to turn into like a CB. And become yeah. a, and like land in the water. I guess Lost was like that, right? For people, I never watched Lost, but it sounds like Lost, that's that, yeah. that was like for people. Yeah, yeah. Lost is Lost is definitely up there on that list. I started watching like Lost was one that I came into late and then watched the finale in real time. And yeah, that's one. Like, <laughs> there's many shows that these puzzle box shows in particular where that's kind of what it is. But yeah, I I don't think from everything I've heard, the Americans doesn't yeah. sound like that. It sounds like they stuck the landing, which is what one would expect. Yeah, no, I, I feel like uh, what I don't know any specifics, but I feel like I know that every Americans fan was like, okay. yeah, 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 that's that's important. Much like and again, how- if Jen Cheney's happy and Jen Cheney seemed very happy, <laughs> then I feel like that's all I need to know. Yeah, I mean, much like how we walked out of Cocaine Bear being like, yes, 
that was what it needed to be. And likewise, the Americans, I think, did well, that. Well, this is too. also why I, I, I still prefer movies ultimately because, because there is, yeah. you, like, you've got two hours to entertain me, to move me, to, mm-hmm. to take me on a journey and land me somewhere safe or not, you know, or, or throw me yeah. to the wolves and, you know, leave it open ended or whatever. But like, <laughs> yeah. I, just, I like the, ex- I like the contained experience. Which allows, I mean, as a critic, I like the contained experience because I can then look at that and say, okay, this worked, this didn't work. I can't be like, all right, well, that was yeah. the first episode. Let's see what happens. Like, I, I that's why I can never review. <laughs> I have so much respect for people who do TV reviews because I'm just like, I mean, what if you like this thing and it turns out to be shit? <laughs> you know, like that could still happen. That could, I, I, and just like the sheer demand yeah. upon you as somebody who reviews, te- at first to think of somebody yeah. who reviews television, like, massive respect out there you guys yeah there's just so much ground to eat up do we think well yeah sorry go ahead no no amanda please i was just gonna say do we think that cocaine bear could become a television series the only way i would want to see cocaine bear like i would want it like i saw on vulture that there was a post that was like meth gator now in development yes, because of success asylum. of cocaine. That's no, but asylum. that's asylum. So that's, that's like asylum their whole thing. Their- yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah, this is Asylum wow. doing a meth gator thing, which is disappointing. So they're because- going to have that movie out in six months. Yeah, and it's going to suck and we're going to watch it. Like, yeah. But because you and I have been talking about meth gators since our crawl episode. <laughs> yeah, like the thing is meth gator exists. It's crawl yeah. and it's awesome. It's fucking great. Crawl is great, yeah. I mean, I would say crawl's a crawl great is movie. great. This the- is it's like someone- Pia Scudelario getting the respect she deserves with- crawl yeah someone posed like the weekend like the weekend of of cocaine bear someone was like you know what's a great movie about animals attacking that it doesn't wink and acknowledge its premise and break the fourth wall crawl and it's like why do we have to pit these two movies against each other when <laughs> one yeah. cocaine bear doesn't do any of those things because Don't cocaine bear, do that co- to them credit where credit's due cocaine bear doesn't break the fourth wall cocaine bear acknowledges the has the characters acknowledging the absurdity of the situation they're in which is very reasonable for those characters when what's the name scott sess sesh yeah when size Se- i don't know when the when the, the funny tiktok man with the mustache yeah come, he's, what the fuck is wrong with that bear that's a reasonable question and actually a great fucking like that's a very human and reasonable response to have it's better than when the characters act like this is something that they've encountered before or like this is like god i don't know what's wrong with the bear bears don't normally act like this like no they know immediately it's on mm-hmm. cocaine why is this bear on cocaine and then they plow through it but i would say like this and crawl great double feature this and boar fantastic mm-hmm. double feature the australian oh, movie yeah. boar about the boar the size of a minivan great fucking film well, it's the other thing is like it's i mean it's called Cocaine Bear. Like, it's called Cocaine Bear. And it's about, <laughs> I mean, a movie like Crawl, now this is going to sound totally ridiculous, but like, Crawl has a kind of, you know, it has a sort of realistic context. Like, it's a, I mean, Crawl is it's grounded. grounded. In the way that yeah. Cocaine like, bear is like, not. yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's where the terror in Crawl comes from. Like, because mm-hmm. you're put in a situation of, like, oh my God, what would I do? And that's it. Like, that, that kind of, thriller works that angle that yeah mm-hmm. that angle where you as a viewer sort of place yourself in the situation and wonder how you would react and uh-huh. you know you, you you get terrified because obviously it's a terrifying situation but like cocaine bear is like it's about a bear that ate cocaine and like we have an example of it. like it happened in real life <laughs> and the bear just died like which is what would happen if yeah. you ate cocaine like 
Like, it, yeah, the, it has to be unrealistic. Like, if it's if it were supposed to be like, if it was going to be realistic, it wouldn't be cocaine bear. It would be the real cocaine bear, which is the <laughs> edge, which is a bear if movie made by a bunch of people on it wouldn't cocaine. Be you know, fucking cocaine um, bear. No, but like you know, it'd be the edge. I mean, it's it's just you you. It's not the kind of movie where you sort of the, the the gritty authenticity and the dark photography sort of get you into this world and suddenly you're terrified and you're having nightmares about the cocaine bear. No, it's <laughs> it's like it's cocaine bear. You, you it has to be a little light on its feet and goofy, even as it's gnarly and and exciting. You know, uh, it's just yeah, yeah, and. It wouldn't, I, I gotta say, like, tonally, I don't think this movie would be as fun if you took it out of the yeah. absurdity. And I don't know that it would, and I'm not a gross out, like, I don't, I don't no, watch scary this movies. No, this, this is not an automatic for Amanda. No, like, I don't normally, the buy-in for me has to be watch that this it's got to be a a monster like it's got to be a giant animal attacking because I'm not going to choose to watch like a human shoot another human in the head normally. Yeah. Um, this is like like I was on Pop Culture Happy Hour and as Linda Holmes said, this is a movie she's like we we like joke at NPR. It's like it's not a movie for Linda. <laughs> she was like She was like cocaine bear. Not wouldn't assume. This is this is this would work, but this is in fact a movie for Linda's. Yeah. It's, and I, I, this is not a go-to movie for Amanda's. No, like the cocaine bareness of it absolutely is, but yeah. the general violence, the gruesomeness, is not yeah. for me. But this movie, I think, partly works because of how ridiculous. Like you have to have that. You have to have it heightened. You have to have a couple of like all of the criticisms people have about this movie. I think, to a large degree, are trying to find concrete reasons that they just didn't like it. Like, yeah. they want to have a reason to explain why they didn't like it because the alternative is, I don't enjoy something fun. <laughs> yeah. and that's I'm not, a, not fun. And that's not a criticism. Some people don't want to have stupid some fun in their movie. Some people aren't fun. That's fine. You can choose. You can be like, I don't think that I'm movies... constantly in this battle with Phil Iscove and Clay Keller for yeah. not being fun. But also, fun yeah, means sure. different things for different people. I'm not yeah. going to watch Babylon because to me, three hours <laughs> of that doesn't rocks. sound short. <laughs> Babylon. Babylon. I, like... This is, but I'm not going to say, oh, I don't want it. Like, Babylon's not yeah, good. Yeah, no, I would never yeah. recommend you watch Babylon. No, I know that. I'm not going to say, like, oh, well, Babylon, you know, if it were one, th- because I acknowledge that this is a personal, this is just me. Yeah. That's my, my version of fun. And I think that so many of the criticisms people have about this movie that, uh, you know, the kill, there were too many kills without allowing us time to breathe versus it wasn't heightened enough or, <laughs> you know, cocaine bear, what kind of a title what? is that? And it's like, <laughs> if you change any of those things... <laughs> There are, yeah, Bilga's like what? There are other, other you movies. Right. Like, like Grizzly Man. Grizzly Man. Yeah. If you want to watch Into the Grizzly Maze, go watch right. it. Into the Grizzly you Maze. You can watch in which Piper Pi- Parabo play a deaf woman. Yeah, Piper Parabo is pretends that she's deaf in that movie, and it's certainly a choice. And Billy Bob Thornton gets eaten by a bear, and then the bear gets set on fire. Yeah, and it is the grounded version of this movie. And let me tell you, it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> Because all of the different moving parts in this make this movie work. Like the 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 thing you said, Bilga, about like your friend who felt that it was you know if the whole movie felt like the ambulance chase. It's like well we you can't you can't because the ambulance chase has to be so fucking madcap. It's yeah as bizarre as this comparison is going to be. Do you guys remember um, Rat Race? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Rat great Race film. is great. To me. 
the ambulance chase scene to me is the you should have bought the you yeah yeah bought a squirrel <laughs> yes exactly or the Hitler car the that Hitler then, car that is Don so Lovitz, amazing. And then, <laughs> The Hitler car, and then the, the light, car. the lighter burns him right on the above the lip, and then he ends up, and then he can't, and then in the mouth, and he can't <laughs> he's just doing Hitler. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's doing the bounty, and he's at the VA. I mean, like <laughs> he's at the VA. Oh God, it's so, Jordan. You've seen Rat Race, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I rewatched like, it recently. Exactly. I, I, sh- I, I showed it to my son uh, a few months ago, and uh, just reliving again how just crazy it is it's it's so great it's but you're absolutely so right the, those sequences <laughs> yeah. the movie builds up to those sequences and if it was just yeah. sequences like that yeah maybe it would have worked but but it might not have worked like those sequences might not have It'd felt so exhausting. special if, if it was just that yeah. over and over again you know uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's like that's the thing is that like you can say that you wanted that, but if that person had gotten what they wanted of this whole movie being like the ambulance chase, and I apologize because my dog is now passive aggressively playing with a talking toy to let me know he oh. wants to go out. Um, <laughs> so if you hear oy vey, blah, 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 that's my dog playing with a, a gefilte fish dog toy. Um, gefilte fish. Yeah, it's a gefilte, and it, it says oy vey, and then makes that noise, and he'll chew it and then stare Ooh. at me to convey that he is annoyed I'm not doing something. I. Did not know my dog could be passive aggressive. Uh, anyway, so the point is, is that if we, if you did have it at that, the complaint would be it was just too much all the time. Like it's getting, it's a fire hose. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this movie paces so well. A couple of those really big, you know, the the tree sequence is a big one. I the art like to me the ambulance chase isn't as funny as the tree sequence. <laughs> like that, and then you've got the the bear cubs and uh, and the rock and the waterfall. Like there's a few of those big ones, but. You can't have it be constant. And the complaint, all of these complaints are just kind of, I think, an excuse to say why you didn't like it without saying, I just didn't like it. It wasn't my thing. And I think that people need to be more comfortable just saying, like, that's okay. If it's not your thing, that's fine. Uh, it's allowed. But don't don't claim that the movie needs to be something I, other than it is because this movie did what it I is. I will say, well. I think a lot of those criticisms come from critics or like sort of critic media adjacent folks who, who saw it out of a sense of obligation. Also, maybe they were curious. I, mean, I, yeah, sure, I don't sure. want to get too glib. Obviously, people have the right to dislike whatever. It's. I mean, it's a movie called yeah. Cocaine Bear. It's yeah. not going to be for everybody, you know? Like, but, but, right. but, but I do think that <laughs> most of the people who went to see the movie called Cocaine Bear walked away happy with the movie Cocaine Bear. Like, like they got yeah, the agreed. thing that they wanted to go see. And and I feel sometimes guilty when I when I frame it that way because I'm also like I mean look most of the people who saw Ant Man three got Ant Man three and they were happy too even though I think it's a terrible movie so so that's fair yeah I had yeah. fun at Ant Man three and everything you yeah said I mean was so true. so that's a that's a yeah I mean my thing with Ant Man three is more like if you just walked into this movie not having seen any other movie you'd be like what is going on totally. But but then that's a yeah. silly yeah. criticism too, because nobody would walk into that movie not having seen anything. And, you know, like but... <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a I feel like that's a valid criticism of the yeah. Marvel universe at this point that you can't take them out of context. Which, but yeah, but that yeah, that's a whole thing also, which is like at this point you're seeing them out of a sense of obligation more than a real yeah. genuine desire. Some people, but again, Cocaine Bear is like it's there. It's called Cocaine Bear. It's promising a specific type of movie. And I think it's delivering, and that's okay. That's good. Like, you know. Yeah. Well, my my question it's for like you plain. as a man of films, as a man, <laughs> like films, a man <laughs> you know? writing about films, yes, um, is 
I I'm interested in because uh <clears throat> on that NPR segment, like Linda, the other one of the other co-host who was the other uh, guest who was there, like he didn't really dig it. And then Linda Holmes was like, well, she's like, maybe like what like I allowed me to really get into it was like, I didn't think of it as like an action movie so much as I thought of it as like, this is a slasher movie. And when you think of it as like oh, yeah. playing by slasher rules, yeah. it kind of seems like it would address some of the, the like concern frustrations you had with it or where yeah. that it didn't catch. Cause you were like approaching it with a premise set of expectations that like, it was yeah, like yeah. a faulty premise kind of thing. And so <clears throat> what I like about it in the context of sort of like a slasher framework is like we mentioned how, this movie doesn't this movie doesn't engage in the kind of comedy uh, where someone goes, well, that just happened Never or once. so that's a thing. <laughs> and I wanted to hear from you, Bilga, about like, where do you feel like we are? Where do you feel like we are with like the relationship between like particularly horror, but like we could talk generally, but like sort of particularly horror genre and like self-awareness. Like, I feel like we're coming mm. past a phase where we want that break of the fourth wall, where we want that, where we don't want that break of the fourth wall, where we're not necessarily looking for the Anna right. Kendrick in the <laughs> scene to like take the Anna air Kendrick. out of everything. And I like Anna Kendrick, but like she very much to me sort of epitomizes that styling. And I want to hear where you think sort of where we're at with with that approach to just like sincerely diving into something like this. Well, I mean... I I think it it still depends on what it is. Uh, you know, I, I say this as someone yeah. who's getting prepared to see the new Scream. Um, and and yeah, I yeah. am, you know, I, I, I loved the first Scream. Saw it in theaters. Uh, yeah. Did not like subsequent Screams. Um, and I'm a huge fan you, of you are okay. for uh, myself. And, and, oh, and like, yeah. I mean, they blend in after a certain point. But I, and and I've I've revisited a couple of them over the years. And to me, the idea, like the scream itself, was the tongue-in-cheek thing. And then, like, mm -hmm. making the, the sequels just seem to be the sequels seem to be very hat on a hat to me. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and they, yeah, they were very they were they were intentionally right. and, and, hat on a hat. Like let's 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 open four with four cold opens back yeah. to back to back. To back. And, and, and yeah, it's, it's like it's like it was a hat on a hat. It was intentionally a hat on a hat. So it was like a hat on a hat on a hat. <laughs> you know. Yeah. At a certain yeah. point, which I'm like, yeah. It's and at a certain point, which I'm like, uh, like stop putting hats on hats. And, but but then like the audience yeah. is like, we're there to see more hats. <laughs> you know. And I'm like, yeah. And, and they're yeah. like, you just don't get it. You 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 don't. You know, we're here to see more hats on hats. And you're like, Mister One Hat mm -hmm. Guy. I'm like, no. But I'm like, but I like the first <laughs> Scream. Like the first Scream was kind of. It's not like the first Scream was like a really serious horror movie. The first Scream was incredibly tongue in cheek. Right. It's just like I, I was like, I got it. I don't need to get it again. But it's like that's the concept of a sequel. Mm -hmm. like, then the first Scream was like criticizing the concept of sequel. But we have a sequel. It's like come on. Yeah. Um. And and now we have like Scream the reboot. Which you know, which the last one was the reboot, and well, then it's kind I, of, but it's sort of. And what I, what I like in the connect, like the to, to me, like as somebody who loves the Scream franchise, who loves mm -hmm. three and four, never had an issue with them, really likes two, um, like three or four, in contention for oh, my wow, favorite okay. screams. Uh, what I, the best parts of Scream Five to me were when it finally relented on being the core four right. screams because i like I, I remember like when when gail and sydney show up i remember looking at sam my friend who i was there with and going oh thank god the movie's right. starting 
because we were just getting a like we were getting the leftovers yeah. version of the meet the kids from yeah. the first movie and i think the the worst part of that movie is when we meet the kids at the high school and they're doing the whole do the whole billy stew tatum sydney mm-hmm. relating to each other thing i was like okay this is for sure yeah. just a remix like this is there's nothing new yeah. under the sun right here those are all characters I went on to like over the course of the movie. By the time it kicks in in that third act, I'm so down with all of them. And that movie jazzed me up so hard to go into six. But the worst parts of five for me were the ones that were so filled with effort to be yeah. one through four with all yeah. the hats until it felt like it was finally being yeah, its own yeah. fucking hat. I, I, mean, I was not a fan of, of the last one. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm probably a terrible person to be reviewing the next one, but at the same time, I think I'm, I'm maybe, <laughs> maybe still a better person than like the other critics we have who really don't want to have anything to do yeah, with these movies. Yeah, I think yeah, I think um, that's but probably it's, true. So, yeah. do you remember? I don't know if you saw this thing. It was it was like a Twitter thing uh, a few days ago, which was somebody said, um, you know, they had a, a bunch of different horror slasher franchises there. They had Halloween, they had Friday the Thirteenth, they had Saw, they had mm-hmm. Scream, they had Final Destination, they had Child's Play, and I can't—I think it was six. Maybe mm-hmm. there was one more. And they said, uh, "You have to lose one of these forever. Which one would it be?" Right, and yeah. to me, it was like Friday the Thirteenth, no question. Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street was one of the other yeah, ones was oh. also there. And my mom was like, "Friday the Thirteenth, no question. I do not like any of those movies." Yeah. There's there's no grace to them as, at all. I, I mean, occasionally there's like a clever kill or something like that, but I'm like, I like eight, nine, and ten because they're the weirdest, yeah, most I mean, out there ones. Because fundamentally, there's nothing yeah. fucking there for me unless you're literally going to take me to yeah. space and That's hell. I'm like, yeah, Jason in space, like, but like, in some ways, those are interesting because the whole series. I don't know. This this is me, my spin on it. But like the whole series was so creatively bankrupt that why not go to space? You know? Yeah. Um, and totally. uh, I think the solution is always go to space. Yeah. Personally, when you're out of stuff, like <laughs> I go to space. And, and no then question. like you know, and Final Destination, which is a which is a series that I've I've become very fond of over the years. I was not a fan uh-huh. of the first one. I loved the second one back in the day. Uh, but uh-huh. you know, but like all those other movies have a certain tongue-in-cheek quality maybe not so much halloween because the first halloween was just a good film and that's why i wouldn't lose halloween yeah um and then you know halloween three is great uh but 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 they um yeah and freddy freddy's just a stand-up yeah, freddy's just a, i mean freddy yeah, freddy is just yeah i mean freddy is scream of a letter um but the yeah. but like so many of those series what what makes them interesting is that self-awareness Right, that 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 self awareness yeah. of like you come to see Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, <laughs> like like, we're, like we've, yeah. we've there is a certain um, there's a certain like uh, social contract here, you know? And, yeah, and, yeah, 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 exactly. I feel like those types of films, like there's value in that, and and you have to be able to sort of mm-hmm. accept that. And even if you're a critic who's not necessarily like a big fan of these things, you have there's a part of you that has to accept that. This is like a thing that this is part of the exchange and, and you, you know, you, you yeah. have to fit your way into that exchange. Now you can say this movie is shit. I don't like it. You know, yeah. knock yourself out. if This is what you want, but, but you cannot, but you should also uh-huh. acknowledge that this is like, you know, you're, you're essentially, it's like, you know, 
how should, how should I frame this? It's like you're watching two people exchange money for, for goods and services. And then you're outside uh-huh. saying you're paying too much. Your product is not good. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you're like pointing to these other, and, and the other two people are happy. <laughs> and, and you're like this asshole, like pointing at them saying, no, 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 this should be different. And, and as yeah. a critic, it's, it's like a weird situation to be in. I don't know if I've answered your question. I feel like your question was a different one. <laughs> no, that's that. I feel like you answered. I feel like where the answer went okay. was where you had okay. things to say. So like, I don't need to go what back to a question, question <laughs> that it's like, well, I don't really, I don't know that I want to engage with that. <laughs> it's completely fine. Amanda, cocaine bear. I, yeah, I have no, I, I, cannot contribute to any conversations about horror movie franchises as you know uh yes so can't contribute on those grounds but yeah cocaine bear i mean he you brought we bought tickets to go see cocaine bear they fucking gave us cocaine bear yeah it's i i say this again without an, an ounce of irony to my body in the about this i think this is one of the best casts we're gonna see in 2023 Oh, like, I, I don't. I think that's yeah, it's, undis- indisputable. It should get nominated for a SAG for best casting because it's <laughs> yeah. a fucking like not just because yes, it's got great actors in it, but it they put actors into surprising parts, and like Je- we were both Jesse Tyler Ferguson playing <laughs> a very peculiar man, doing yeah, a great yeah. job of it. Very peculiar man. Margot Martindale doing a great job with her weird ass role, like. They took, they did not just casting good actors, but cast actors in a way that was really fun and smart and interesting and used them to their most, to their best potential. I mean, Isaiah I mean, Whitlock Jr. I, I, was, 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 was a, a little typecast, I feel like. Like, uh, I was, I was, I, I was <laughs> waiting for hold up two bricks of cocaine and go, she, <laughs> you know, like, it just seemed like a thing that he would do. Yeah, but like, <laughs> otherwise, other than that, yes, fucking great stuff. I mean, just, it was, I, I don't know, I think start, like, this is definitely, much like with Greenland, where it came in strong and started off our year unexpectedly <laughs> strong in right. 2000. Is that 2000? I think it was, two, or no, it was 2021. 2021 yeah. In 2021, yeah. it came in just really strong and we weren't expecting it and then it blew us <laughs> the fuck away. Kind of how I feel about Cocaine Bear. I'm like, I wasn't expecting it to be this good. I wasn't expecting the acting to be this strong. I thought uh-huh. Carrie Russell was going to feel weird and out of place in this, and she did a great goddamn job. Oh boy, job. I'm she's a tremendous actor. I, mean, I was I like, she's going to fucking I carry love this. Carrie, I love her as an actress. I just truly didn't think that Carrie Russell was going to walk the line so well. Of what the fuck is happening? Combined with the fierceness that we like, she could have so easily been the crappy disaster mom. <laughs> you know and instead she came she by the time that she gets that shotgun like it's earned you're on board it's fucking she's in that stupid pink jumpsuit Harry Russell's here great. for a yeah. good time and a long she, time um, yeah. I, I feel like that also speaks to Elizabeth Banks's direction because there is actually yeah. yeah it would have been very easy for all these actors to just show up and yeah or I go think you're completely, completely right. over the top uh, like they they, they yeah. could have been totally dead or or totally over the top or they could have done their own things but each might have been in like a different movie like there is so in much a different movie yeah. mm-hmm. there's actually like a lot of tonal balancing in this movie and mm-hmm. that's a testament to the director yes, because these are is. very different actors you know um, I mean yeah. they're actors yeah. like they can all do comedy they can all do drama they they've all proven that but so they have mm-hmm. the range they all have the range but it is like you. you a director has to make sure they're all on the same page and all giving like 
actually committed performances that aren't necessarily like overtly serious or you know like it's it's yeah. actually like a really well directed film in that sense no i think she did a she did a really good job directing like again that's why i said the thing about her directing kids yeah. like she did a great job of having everybody approach this with total straight face without losing track of the fact that like she does she gets them to approach this movie with a straight face without losing track of the yeah. absurdity which is such a hard line to walk tonally i don't know that like most of the comedy directors that we know of could yeah. do that. If this were in, let's say, the hands of an Adam McKay, this movie, I don't, well, doesn't work. He's, yeah. he's jumped. The Christian show. Bale is totally cocaine bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, there's, there's. He would put on or lose whatever <laughs> yeah. amount of weight was required. He, he would end up weighing 480 pounds just like that bear. <laughs> he would somehow manage to cover himself in fur. Like, <laughs> yeah. Organically. Yeah. But it's, uh, it, yeah, no, I think I think Elizabeth Banks is going to be her directing is going to be ignored in this, but it was incredibly confident, nuanced directing. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> for for fucking Cocaine Bear, I agree, and also, and I think also the uh, the other reason why, um, you know, we talked about how like the whole movie wasn't the ambulance chase. I actually think that there is, yeah, yeah, subtly, maybe maybe she thought of it this way. I would never think that she. I would never claim that she thought of it this way consciously, but maybe she did. It's almost like a calling card movie. I know it's not her first first directed feature, but um, but I feel like it is kind mm. of like her trying to show, look, I can do yeah. sticky comedy. I can do like sort of yeah, yeah. gnarly horror movie with like cocaine tubs eating like you know Ray Liotta's <laughs> innards or whatever. Um, but uh, you know, but I can also do like crazy action, you know. I can direct kids, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, I mean, I I feel like there is a kind of like, she's showing her versatility as well. For sure. Do we feel like I we're feel ready like... to go on to mo- this movie is really about then? I think so. But first, Amanda, do you want to do a break? I just first I want to talk real briefly. As you know, Jordan, there's one thing in my life I love more than cocaine bear. And that's our merch it's store. It's graphic design. I do. I do love graphic yeah. design now. <laughs> graphic design is my passion now. It's your passion. I'm so bad at it. It's remarkable. I, it, but, <laughs> the Muja shirt came out so good. good. It did. It's great. It, and actually, uh, our dear friend David Mann, who designed the uh, Stop Killing Shelly Winters <laughs> shirt, he or logo, he uh, has helped with that now, and he removed one of Muja's arms. So, oh, look at that! Yeah, so it's not uploaded to the site as Bilga, of recording. are you familiar with who Muja is? To explain, Muja, Muja is the world's oldest alligator. Oh. Uh, yeah. Born in, was it 1937? I can't remember what I said. Really fucking old. Really wow. fucking old. Has lived through the bombing of Belgrade in World War II and the NATO bombing of Yugoslavia. Oh. Come on now. And Muja has, I guess, sometime in the 2000s lost one of his arms. Still mm-hmm. keeps on yeah. trucking at the Belgrade Zoo. As we, he is the he is the king of disaster monsters. Yeah, that's why he, he is their he is, he is their father. Kennedy of disaster monsters, if you will. <laughs> 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 and he sends all absolutely. Of, and in our in our in our uh, sort of history, we have decided that he sends Muja sends all of his disciples to wreak these hmm. havocs, whether it be in the crawl movie or the giant boar. Or the sharks yeah. in that Australian movie we watched about the shark in the supermarket. Doesn't yeah. matter. Muja's sending his minions out. So we've got... Mu- they all operate with his permission. Yeah. So Muja, the world's oldest alligator. We now have a Muja Hive um, merch line for that. And uh, yeah, David edited. So I got to upload that tonight. Uh, that Muja now has one fewer arm in that graphic. Yeah. It's amazing. 
Get ready, guys. Yeah, but you can get all sorts of Disaster Girls merchandise. You can get our Disaster Girls logo on all sorts of gear. You can get a Dr. Lady Scientist shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can get a hat that says Disaster Diva on it. You can get a blanket that says Stop Killing Shelly Winters. Yeah. Jordan's been, have you been using that blanket? I, I have. I need to take a photo of it. You do need to take a photo of it. It's very cozy from what I can tell. <laughs> it's been so it, it's been so cold in LA that it snowed here before it snowed in New York, Bilga. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's and, amazing. You guys got you guys got so much more winter than we did. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. Everyone moves to LA for this for the seasons. You know? That's why you move here. Um, yeah. and I've I've survived this cold winter wearing my Disaster Girls hoodie because it is so damned cozy. So there you go. Strong recommend. So check it out. That's disastergirls.myshopify.com. Um and go look at that and support Disaster Girls. <laughs> and so we are now at what is this movie? What really is this about? movie really about? Yeah. Bilga, do you have anything? <clears throat> I thought about this and 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 I, I toyed with the idea that it might be about just because well mm. but also like so many monster movies are kind of about fate you know uh so so that's kind <laughs> of an easy uh go-to answer but but it does feel that with you know mm. like the fact that the bear shows up whenever anyone like holds up cocaine like it, it is kind of like an, he's like an inescapable existential fact in that sense um mm-hmm. and yeah, i yeah. and i and I like that idea, but it is not exactly a novel idea. Uh, it's not exactly an original metaphor, but but it is. But, That's you know, okay. I mean, look, the movie's called Cocaine Bear. It's not originality we're looking for. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but I, I thought about that, um, you know, and I think also because, there, like, we just talked about how there are sort of the, the sequences often feel like they come from different genres, even though the film has, like... Uh-huh you know, tonal consistency, it does have these, like, it, each passage feels like a different type of movie in a way, uh, showcased at mm-hmm. least. Yeah. And, and you know, so there were different, like, at different points, I felt like it was maybe about different things. Like that whole cocaine tub sequence feels so much yeah. more pointed, you know, like, more symbolic uh-huh. in a way. Sure. And almost, like, uh, about, like, the destruction of the environment and things like that. But But, but, you know... Those uh-huh. are more grace notes. Like, I don't think Elizabeth Banks was, like, sitting there, like, lecturing to her cast about what this movie is really about. I think, I think it was kind of <laughs> yeah. like, oh, oh you know. Of course. This... No, this is all entirely <clears throat> yeah. the subtext that we are yeah, yeah. putting into it but, for no good reason except But I'm sure, I'm sure, like, those, I mean, the thing, the thing about filmmakers is just having, I mean, having done it and also having spent time with some of them, it's like, yeah. they spent so much time on these things that they have thought about yeah. every single possible thing that it could be about like they have thought about this a million mm-hmm. times uh, they've thought about the film a million times mm-hmm. and at least some of them were about what is this metaphor well, maybe this is a metaphor. oh yeah i noticed this thing that runs through the yeah. movie that i didn't even notice before even though it's my movie you know um yeah. so i don't think any of these interpretations are not valid it's just you know i don't know that they're i don't know that they're strong no i think like your thing about the environmental destruction is actually like just to pull up. Elizabeth Banks was interviewed by oh, Vulture. I should have read that interview. And she does say, <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of. I don't know if you've noticed on Vulture. We have a whole cocaine bear section to keep yeah. up on. There, it, well, you know, it, you got to fill something. You guys, it, I mean, Vulture's the right. king of swarm coverage. Yeah, like if you don't have succession going, you got to fill some air, the air somehow. 
I was going to say, there's going to be nothing else on the site come succession yeah. time. I'm there, there, sure about that. There'll be my review sandwiched in there somewhere. Which, like, <laughs> I'll be like, eh, I know succession's on, but I've reviewed Wick. <laughs> you know, also not... movies. Yeah. <laughs> 65. 65. Yeah, that's our next that's right. Ugh. But yeah, so she says, you know, basically, like, she was asked about the, if she was concerned about losing audience sympathy. And essentially, at the at what you know, when Jesse Tyler Ferguson even says, "Bears are peaceful creatures," you must have done something to upset it. You must have done. Uh, what did you do? That's the question of the movie. The bear would have left everyone alone, except for the fact that the drug deal went wrong, and the drugs ended up in the hands of the bear. I blame right. the humans. So I think you're actually not far off in terms of what her probably intent was with this movie, which is that yeah, this is about the interference of humanity and nature. I don't think would be a. I think you're right to not like to the get to the point of like. You know, you're saying that I don't think she was thinking about that. No, I think you might have hit it on the head. Whereas my idea and whatever Jordan comes up with might not be so on point of what she was maybe thinking about at the time. Okay. Does that mean you have something in <laughs> I do, yes. Um, okay, great. What do you got? Okay, so what I've got, I think this is a movie about the struggles of being a single parent. Um, I think uh-huh, this is a yes. this is a pro an elongated metaphor of the difficulties. They're both single parents, the cocaine bear. Cocaine bear is a single parent. Carrie Russell's a single parent. Alden Elrich and Aaron Reich. Aaron Reich, thank you. Do you know how hard it was for me to every single time I had to Google his name for that damn poster? Yeah. The variations on it. Like, you know, I can't do Toby Ke- Keep Keeblers? Kebble? Toby Kebler. Kebler. Oh, Kebble. Yeah. Kebble. Who the heck is okay. Toby Kebble? Kebble. He was he's from Hurricane Heights. He's an actor who starred in Hurricane I saw Heist. that. I reviewed that movie. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> He's the he's the storm guy with the with the, with the big truck. Extremely heavy. Uh, I think he was also in the movie Destroyer. I saw that too. He's I reviewed that too. What the hell? Who is this person? <laughs> Am I just? I, it's possible. It's possible. The pronunciation of his name is so different that I'm just like. I might. I probably only know him as a as a word letters on a screen. Yeah, yeah. as a word. He's the, yeah. the thing that's difficult with him is that everything about his look and like his face is TV procedural. Mm. And but he does it's movies, and that's a very Tough. it's it doesn't fit as a result because like you could totally see him on like a nine one one New Orleans. He's apparently in the show Servant as oh. well. He's around, guys around. Okay, but but anyway, anyway. So Alden is a single parent. This is a movie about single parents and the struggle to parent and the balance of trying to have a good time, do some coke, you know, mm-hmm. go to Nashville to see your pediatrician, maybe boyfriend's band play. this is a movie about Mm. trying to have it all and the difficulty of it and when Alden is suddenly left as a single father and has to basically take on the role of being the parent in this situation and doesn't know how to the point where he's now abandoning his child to be with his drug dealer dad who leaves him in a play place like (laughs) this is the movie this is to me a movie about the difficulties of trying to to have a life and be a parent at the same time Mm -hmm. And so we get to see, and that's why that reveal of the of the of the cocaine bear having cubs mm. to me is what really ties this movie together because it really brings home she too is just trying to have a good time and survive. It's a movie about family. And, it is and, a movie about family. Chosen and Ray Liotta, you know, he's also a single parent, right? And the, yeah, that's, he is that's a single it. parent. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. Now that see see now that I, makes me think differently <laughs> of the scene where the cocaine bear lands on top of Alton Ehrenreich, 
which is when mm-hmm. which is when he just <laughs> when we discover that it's a girl um yeah yes, yeah and, and, I, and i wonder if like it, it is almost like a kind of transference happens at that moment when alden aaron like, <laughs> like assumes parental responsibility having having sort of spiritually <laughs> bonded with the cocaine bear merged with the bear he just he, he felt the the cocaine bear the, on top of him and and as he so artfully puts it felt the vagina on her on his uh, head and on his ear the vagina was speaking on to his him ear. in his ear i still yeah, <laughs> yeah. i still can't figure out given where like the anatomy of that doesn't really match up but i'll go yeah with i was it. like listen i don't know where bear anatomy is so okay, i'm whatever. pretty sure that bear anatomy isn't so different from human anatomy that the vagina was located where alden's head was located but I yeah don't about care. at the stomach it all that matters is that yeah and then it told him don't be afraid of parenting your children you can still have mm-hmm. fun you can screw up you can do too much coke you can let the bear you can screw up you can let your kids get into coke sometimes but what matters is that you're there and for even them. even the little even the little <laughs> dog at the end has found a parent mm-hmm. right he's found a parent who wants him who <laughs> yeah, like understands you're right. wants him. Dude, yeah is... yeah i'm sure this is a thing this I'm is sure this i think I I, I, don't, I just I think I left that movie really feeling that this was as important of a of a movie to discuss um, the notion of having it all and single motherhood and single parenthood as any any more serious film that we've seen. So, Jordan, did you have a what was this movie really about? I, I I feel like this movie is like I, I like the the shout out at the very beginning of this is like a like when you were like you know it could be about Reagan era drug policies. Mm-hmm. I I like the like with the the paralleling of it to a slasher. I like the sort of like good for her kind of it's yeah. a good for her movie really. Yeah, is what this is. It's like the sort of anti Reagan era slasher where those were sin mm-hmm. hunters. Like she's she's she the bear in this movie is not a sin hunter. She's simply you have come into her house. You are you are invading her space. Mm-hmm. You're taking what she has claimed as her property in the forest where you have no dominion. And all she is doing is generally delivering bear justice. Like, and I, I'm very, I'm very comfortable with that. I'm rooting for the bear every step of the way. I feel like, you know, Jesse Tyler Ferguson means well, but he seems a little bit meddlesome with the forest. Sure. Margot Martindale, bad at her job. Like the poor, the poor EMTs, they really didn't have anything to do with it. But I think this is a, a good for her in the sense of her as mother nature and animals being like, listen, I'm just going to indiscriminately fucking waste you (laughs) if you encroach upon the natural world where you aren't in charge and I am going to level out the food chain here for a minute. So I think it's a mother nature good for her. By the way, I just remembered you because you mentioned uh, uh, the, the tourists in the opening scene are talking about having kids. Yeah. Like, uh, Amanda, this yeah. is like, <laughs> I didn't even see that part too. Cause I had, I, oh, okay. wow. um, I missed the, I missed the opening sequence and I showed up. Oh yeah. And wasn't she, was she pregnant or I was she, she was like going to be, be pregnant? pregnant. But, but, okay, but yeah. Yeah. I totally missed all of it. Cause I didn't leaving get... torment the red yeah. all alone in the Still forest. Can't it torment. <laughs> but yeah. How do we how do we feel about I, that? I like I, I like the what? um I, I, no I, I I like the whole thing about the bear the bear's territory ter- territoriality and the idea that this, this is like her forest because it is you know yeah because she even like she takes a kid right but doesn't eat puts a it kid. with her yeah. cubs she takes Brooklyn Prince and takes her to the cubs like, and puts her in the cave yeah. so like there's a there's a sort of protection well, of innocence there it's like listen you're a child you're not a grown up like. You haven't 
you you haven't been exposed to the ills of like being a grown adult yet so like you're not you're not guilty here I'm not making, but the adults of the world, I'm going to take all you fuckers I mean, that bear definitely heard her and Henry discussing eating cocaine. And that bear was like, oh, no, child. You can't. (laughs) I can eat cocaine. I'm a 500-pound bear. You are but a wisp of a child. You cannot eat cocaine. And so she took it. And I think, think actually, both of these interpretations of the film are connected in a way because the, the forest is this, like, primeval space where... Yeah, instinct, animal instinct, kind of rules, and yeah, and parenting comes into that as well, right? I mean, there's you know, we don't we don't parent because we're like intellectually gifted as humans. We parent because like all yeah. animals parent, and this is like a, this is this is like yeah, the most sort of. I mean, one of the great animal urges is to parent, right? Um, and, and, uh-huh. and yeah. what the cocaine bear is doing there is actually like, lady, if you're not going to take care of your child, I will take care of your child for you. You know, like, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you've entered into the forest. You're going to let yeah. him just fucking be you've out You've entered here, into man. the forest. You know, we don't date in the forest that we take care of our kids, you know? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. We don't yeah. date in the forest. You got no time for that. You got to go find red bags of cocaine. No, there's a lot to do out there. She's, she, she's no patience for that. She's got to do lines of coke and then go find yeah. her bear cubs. So, so how many how many towering infernos then would you give the cocaine? Oh, bear out of five, right? Uh, yes. I feel like I, I, you know, I think three is maybe. I think I. I, I Keep in mind, by the way, we're not rating this compared to I know, other movies. I know. We're rating this pure. Just, I just don't want you thinking that you got to compare, like, give this a three compared to you know a prestige and everything everywhere. Sure, sure, sure. No, no, no. no okay. uh, we can grade uh, this on a. I, I, I know what you mean. I'm trying. I'm trying to rate it as okay. because also it's like it's like kind of a disaster <clears throat> flick, but not quite a disaster flick. But it's like a genre flick. But it's like sure, 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 sure. Not quite a genre flick. I think like three and a quarter, three and a. But it is. It's like more than three. Okay. Maybe not quite four, but I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. And it's like, maybe, maybe after I see it again, I'll, I'll rate it even higher, but it's like three quarter, three and a quarter, three and a half, something like that. All right. Great. Okay. Jordan, what Amanda, about what about you? Was, Jordan, you, you go. I went first with what is this really about? <laughs> I'm going to give this guy, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to inflate the rating a little bit and I'm going to go four. Like, I feel like it could be, it, it's reasonably in the threes, but like, Listen, for 2023, again, mid-budget, R-rated, like the the tenderness of it with the madcap nature of it and the 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 pretty dexterous blend of the two, I'm going to give this guy a four. It's not a crawl. I feel like crawl is a good sort of yeah. comp for like the animal gone wild, like absurdist, even though that movie plays a little, plays it straighter. Um, yeah, but it's like, it's like bigger than a boar. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm going to feel solid at a four towering infernos. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go a little higher because I have in the past week turned Cocaine Bear into at least a third of my personality. <laughs> That's completely understood. Yeah, like, you've really like planted a flag in it. I mean, so you should go I, for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to I'm not going to give it a five also because I I don't know. I, I, I want I would want to rewatch it and then revisit that number and re- reassess if it can go higher. I'm going to give it a four sure. and a quarter. Um, I, OK, it's like as I was watching it because. I just, you know, when I'm watching it, there's always a bit of me that's removed and like thinking about the script and think, and it's a great fucking script. Like it's, it's a good, this yeah. works. It, all the parts work. And mm-hmm. like, 
I guess I and I can't quite go up to a five because like you said, like crawl is a five. Um, I don't know if we yeah. gave crawl five at the time. I think we did. But I think it's at least I gave that at least a four. And a yeah, half. I can double check because that's that is something we put on letterboxed. But um, it's I just I feel like the, I feel like this is something that could improve over time I'm gonna go start with a four and a quarter for me (laughs) it's a it's honestly like as far as what movies need to do to make me happy it hit pretty much all of those yeah um yeah we did I think we wound up getting crawl a four and I gave it four you gave it 4.5 okay great yeah and so we're kind of flipping on this and I just I've had a great time it's some of the the most I've liked most of like I've liked any of these actors um, I love Carrie Russell, and I still thought that, I, I, again, I had hesitations about her in this, and I think she was great. And I, the kid actors, again, thought that, like, I haven't seen kid actors in any of these movies be half as good as these kid actors were. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, you know, Margot Martindale limping through the woods with a big gash on her ass. Love yeah, it. the great stuff. Just great stuff. Wonderful. Like, everything. Every moment of this movie was something where I went, shit, I could talk about this for hours. <laughs> like, I, I could retell this movie to anybody like a small child would and have a great time doing it. So yeah, four and a right, quarter yeah. for me. Had a great time, fucking loved it. Strong, have, I've encouraged every single one of my friends to go see this, um, regardless yeah. of their interest in disaster movies. Just been like, no, you should see this though. And every single one of them has been like, what a great time. It's it, Outstanding. They say it's going to be a bear on cocaine. They give you a bear on cocaine, and I don't think you can ask for more than that. And yet, and they give you, they and do. somehow give you even a little bit even yeah. more. Yeah, it's you know, it's uh, it's like finding out that your drug dealer has thrown an extra ounce <laughs> in. You're just like, oh. <laughs> I think that's a perfect assessment of cocaine bear. Yes, yes. Yeah. So that on that note, Bilga, is there anything you want to promote? Are there is there places yes. where you can find you? Are there things that you want to share with the public? The large, the disaster div is at large about how to find you, what to read from you. Uh, well, uh, you can always find me at Vulture. You can find me on Twitter at, at Bilga Ibiri. Um, we do at Vulture have uh, the Vulture Stunt Awards coming up uh, next week as of this tape. I was able to oh, vote cool. in the finals. I was very, Liam O'Donnell passed, oh, a, cool. passed along a survey to me. I was I, very I, excited I can about probably that. see your ballot. Uh I, I, I have access. <laughs> I think I gave great elaborations on the, almost the, all the, of my answers. The quotes have been spectacular. Um, they're they're really <laughs> good. I, I, I'm sort of making my way through like this the, this big post that's going to have all the winners and little blurbs and stuff like that. Uh, by the time people people hear this, uh, it, it, it might have come up already. But um, this is gonna, it's going to okay. go next week as of. As of right oh, no, now. This oh, exciting. Is, this is going up Okay, tomorrow. so it'll be basically, yeah. <laughs> By the time this goes up, I will have filed my article, but it won't have posted. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's posting next week, and then we've got some interviews and other things going up with alongside it. Not not all by me. That's um awesome. but, uh, but, you know, that's, that's been kind of the big So there are like, are there be like capsule stories alongside There'll be that? some stuff. Uh, cool. Yeah. It's, Very it's, exciting. It's like, you know, it's a, it's a package. It's a whole thing. Um it's so it's funny package, because yeah. because the, the plan has always been to do this like a week before the Oscars because it's kind of you know we're, we're promoting the idea of a stunt Oscar as well. Um, yeah, but like 
as 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 you may recall, like the Oscars are busy, very busy time. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah there are things there going us, on. Why are we doing this right before the Oscars? <laughs> like, um, but uh, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fun. Um, and some of the stuff. I, I mean, I, I I love all the nominees uh, and the winners. I think some will be very surprising to people. Um, but it's been fun Ooh, going through everything. Um, and, you know, I have access to how everyone voted and I have the little little pie charts and stuff. I'm like, oh, you know, th- that one almost made it. Oh, shocked. How, how few people voted for this? How many people voted for that? All that stuff. <laughs> anyway, it's fun. Um, you'll see. Nice. Great. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, that's so I'm 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 glad you got to vote in that because God knows Me that's too. a that's a perfect thing for you to have an opinion <laughs> on. Yeah, no, I was when I saw it go up, I was like, I want to be a part of that. And then Liam O'Donnell sent me a link and I was like, I want to be a part of that. Great yeah. stuff. Liam O'Donnell, phenomenal guy. Uh, guy to Great talk guy. about movies with, director, really fucking like a disa- friend of the show, yep. a disaster diva. Uh, can't say enough Great good about guy. Liam O'Donnell. Great guy. I've, I've, I've yeah. had the pleasure of being in a couple of meetings with him and, and just really smart, fun, articulate, just knows yeah. his shit he, one really of my well. one of my favorite dads oh. on all the planet earth what a great what a great like, dad guy <laughs> yeah. oh yeah i i mean i mostly know him just from the podcast and then seeing him on twitter and every time that he pops up on twitter and it's just like it's either going to be something that i'm going to read and go yeah that's really interesting or i like it or it's just going to be him being a dad or having the biggest goddamn biceps <laughs> i've ever seen yeah. any of those things Liam great job great <laughs> meathead twitter yeah great stuff all around <laughs> Well, and Amanda, will we be doing a La Brea next week? That weekend? is. So next week, gang, we are going to be doing uh, the next two episodes of La Brea, which uh-huh. I believe are episodes 13 and 14. 10,000 BC! So we return back to 10,000 BC, hopefully with more megafauna, hopefully with less interpersonal drama. Um, but we will be doing that. And obviously, that's something you can catch on Peacock. And yes. Then, Jordan, in the meantime, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jorcru, J-O-R-C-R-U. You can always find the Feeling Scene pod every week. I've had some of my favorite movie writing people on it recently uh, with Kyle Turner and Cyrus Cohen and uh, a director from the anthology film that I produced, Francesca Maldonado. Uh, so as always, I'm very excited about and proud of the guests we have on that show. Hit up that old uh, OtsPod back catalog and the whole movie podcast and listen to me for hours. You really can. Just nothing but Jordan in your ears. Yeah. Oh, and if you pick up the March issue of Wired, you can see my Allison Williams profile in oh, fucking print. Awesome. Uh, that's so cool. I'm so happy Woo! for you that that made it to print because it's a great profile. Oh, me too. Great profile. And I know you write for Vulture, Bilga, but I can I, I take it as the definitive uh, Allison Williams profile. Uh, and I'm very proud of there, it. There can never be enough Allison Williams profiles. Yes. It's the only Allison Williams profile right. where she mentioned Nepo being a Nepo she, baby. So <laughs> of course she wouldn't do that in the vulture profile. <laughs> yeah. No, but like you like you said, like you She's said, there can't be enough. Like there there she gives us she meets herself out so sparingly that it's it's always yeah. just no, but it's she always was fascinating. a fascinating. Nice She's legitimately around. fascinating. And and actually she like, is really good in Megan and and uh, you know she's a she's a terrific actor. Yeah. She's she's a terrific actor. She's really good at being famous. She is a delight to spend time with and talk to. Um, and I do my, my favorite part about the Vulture profile of her is her ver- is just taking being in the American Girl Doll Cafe completely seriously mm-hmm. and starting a relationship with the American Girl Doll that they are having a birthday party for and being like 
more earnestly engaged with it than Rachel Handler even is. And Rachel like kind of has to catch up to Allison in that profile. And that was like, yeah, exactly. It feels like a very Allison Williams. And she's, I'm sure she's like totally aware of it too, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. The fact that she jumps in and immediately yes. And like, great. Perfect theater kid business. Like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Amanda, where can we find you? Well, I am Amanda Smith says on Twitter. That's where you can almost always find me just constantly from the minute I wake to the minute I go to sleep. It's in my hand (laughs) and I'm just doom scrolling. Um, So you can see me there. And then, of course, we are disaster underscore pod on Twitter. We're disastergirls.myshopify.com for our merch. Um, Oh, we do have a new review. Um, which was very Ooh. kind because we love it when you guys rate and review us. It is fantastic. It helps spread the word. Like that makes a big difference. Get so, out there all. From Big Skillet, five stars. <laughs> I can't read the whole. I can't read the whole headline to it, but I think it says volcanoes, earthquakes, and probably some other disaster. Oh my! Is I think what that one said. Five Great. stars. Very appreciated. Where has this podcast been all my life? Listening to them discuss disaster and killer animal movies is like winning the lottery. If the lottery, hey, if the lottery had killer bees, <laughs> five out of five towering infernos. So thank you, Big Skillet, for that one. If the lottery thank had you. killer bees, it would be us. I agree. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely correct, guys. Take second to rate and review. It's always super helpful. And it's also just really nice. I normally get the the updates on when we uh, I get like the 10 a.m. I get an email blast update of where we're ranked, and then also if there's any new reviews. And it's like the first. I'm a late sleeper, so it's one of the first things I really see in my emails in the morning. Every time I get a new review, it's like, oh, this is a good start to a day. So, you know. And Bilga, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. To this was so us. much fun. Yes. No, thank you for being here. Great to have you back again. We I hope that we can keep on this three for three of great fucking movies. Yeah. 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 I will yeah. happily. And I will free to pitch us. I will. I mean, yeah, there there's there's more there's more stuff like this coming, I feel like, right? There is there there's, is there's more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, we've got sixty five, but then also, I mean, We've got Wandering Earth. This is what I'm. This coming, is the one which... I'm curious about. I really God, want, I have right. a screener for it, and I haven't seen it yet. Um, <gasps> of yes, Wandering Earth um, Two, very exciting. Oh but I really want to see it. I really like the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a big moment for. I us. haven't. I haven't seen any reviews so of the, the second one yet. So, yeah. No, me neither. Yeah. I haven't seen it pop up at all. I didn't realize that it was there already. That's so. amazing. So there we go. Well, yes. Thank you thank for you. your time. Thank you so thank much you. for this. This is and everybody get out there and go have a cocaine bear kind of <laughs> night. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.